Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet, Keto... Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Ring of the Green Hornet. Extra, extra, hear all about it. Special offer breaks today. Special offer breaks today. Hear all about it. And what an offer this is. Today, we're going to tell you how you can get a wonderful new ring. A ring that bears the official seal of the Green Hornet. A secret night signaling ring with a secret money compartment. Hear all about it later in this program. Miss Case beat against a deadline as she tapped the keys of her typewriter. The expression on her face was grim. The editorial she typed had been dictated by Britt Reed and it pulled no punches. When Gunnigan, the city editor, came into the room, she didn't look up until the work was done. Period. 30. Well, if the look on your face means anything, that editorial's a lulu. Here it is, Gunnigan. And here's a special order from the boss. Another special order, huh? As of now, the Daily Sentinel is to use bold-faced type for the word parole whenever it appears on the front page. Huh? Hey, what's the idea? Read the editorial. Is Reed steamed up on paroles? I mean, more so than usual? Yes, Gunnigan, more so than usual. The parole of those mobsters, you know. Yeah, that was pretty raw. Don't blame him. Out of the pokey after three years, three out of ten... Read the lead on that editorial. Maybe that's a fact you didn't know. Every federal agent who has been killed in action was killed by a criminal who was out on parole. Parole because, theoretically, he had reformed. Hogwash. Reformed. Hey, our lawyers won't sit still for this reference to John Q. Jarvis. No? Jarvis can sue for libel. He's big time. He's important. Influential. It stands as is. Oh, hello, Reed. I didn't hear you open your door. That editorial is for the next edition, Gunnigan. But, Reed, if we run this as you've written it, Jarvis won't like it. He doesn't have to like it. Now, look, boss. Look out that window. Do you see that big white building across the street? Jarvis's offices take up the whole top floor. So? 
He owns the building. Also, he owns the block it stands on. Yeah, and I own this building and the block it stands on. But you shouldn't throw rocks at the neighbors. Jarvis is big. He's influential. He can spank people. I know. And he does spank people. He spanks the wrong ones, Gunnigan. He's broken a lot of decent people to get where he is. And he's coddled crooks that should have cooked in the electric chair, namely the hoodlums recently paroled. Jarvis didn't parole him. He helped, and helped a lot. His letters of recommendation carried a lot of weight with the parole board. And Gunnigan, if you go through the files, you'll find a number of other paroles that have been recommended by John Q. Jarvis and secured by attorney Henry Wattles. Mr. Reed, do you honestly think there's anything crooked that between... That, Miss the... Case, is just what I'm asking editorially. Is there anything crooked between those two? No use arguing, Waddles. I'm going to sue the Daily Sentinel. I've got to. Oh, no, no. Reed can't trample me in the mud. But I... If you don't want to handle it, Waddles, I'll get another attorney. All right, Jarvis. If your mind is made up, I'll start proceedings. My mind is definitely made up. Now, uh, as to that other matter... Waddles, in view of this publicity, I'd better not write any more letters of recommendation. Joe's counting on you. You'll have to get Joe out without my help. Jarvis, he took the rap and kept his mouth shut. If he talks, a lot of your friends will be, uh, well, shall I say, embarrassed? Waddles, can't you get the parole without a letter from me? I'll need all the influence I can get. I won't use your letter unless it's necessary. But I must have it just in case. Money is no object to Joe, you know that. Very well, but I don't like to do it. Joe's going to have to pay through the nose because you know what the situation is. Yes, yes. I have to spread the cash out about four ways. There's $10,000 in it, Jarvis. That's a pretty sweet plum for you. For me, nothing. I have to sweeten a number of people out of that money, and you know it. Yes, I know. The letter of recommendation is just the front. What really counts is cash on the line. So send your man to my home tonight around 10. And be sure he has $10,000 with him. I'll give him the letter. Right. Uh, uh, hold the line a minute, Waddles. Yeah. I want to make sure nothing will interfere with that appointment tonight. A shrewd expression crossed the hard, deeply lined face of the influential John Q. Jarvis. He laid the phone gently on his desk pad, then moved silently across the deep rug and opened the door to his outer office. He stood there for a moment, his cold eyes fixed on the slender girl, holding a phone to her ear while she cupped the mouthpiece. Listening in, Miss Howell. How interesting. Mr. Jarvis, I... Excuse me. Hello, Waddles. I'll call you back after I've disposed of a little problem. Mr. Jarvis, I have... So you were listening on the extension. I, I just picked up the phone. Doris, please don't bother to lie. All right, Mr. Jarvis, I won't bother to lie. I heard you make an appointment. That's better. I heard enough to confirm my suspicions. The Sentinel was right. You and Waddles have been paid for your letters of recommendation for your influential help in getting Waddle's clients out of jail. My dear child, you're so naive. You uh, shouldn't try to act like a, a G-man. Oh, and why not? My brother was a G-man. Huh? Howell is not my real name. My real name is Melvin. My brother was Jack Melvin. 
Does that name mean anything to you? No, it doesn't. Well, here's a name that does. Pete Varney. You wrote a letter in his behalf, remember? Quote, I have known this young man for a number of years and feel confident that he has been a victim of bad companions. I am sure that if given a chance to redeem himself, etc., 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 unquote. Pete Varney got his parole. Yes, you bet he did. And three weeks later, he killed my brother. Doris, I'm very sorry. Oh, don't break out in tears. I, I'm sure I can make you understand. I'll tell you what. I have a couple of phone calls to make. Will you go wash your face and potter your nose? Then come into my office and let's talk things over. Please, give me 30 minutes. Well, this is something. The great Mr. John Q. Jarvis saying, please. Very well. I'll listen to you. Had Doris Melvin known the nature of a phone call Jarvis made while she washed away the tears of rage, she would have left the building without stopping for her hat. I can keep her here for half an hour. She'll leave by the front door. Gray tweed suit, blue hat and handbag. No, Mr. Jarvis, you have not made your point. I mean what I said half an hour ago. I'm going to the Daily Sentinel with what I know about you. And don't you try to stop me. At that moment, directly across the street in another large building, Britt Reed stood at the door of his office. I may be gone all afternoon, Miss Case. You can probably reach me at the Civic Club. Very well, Mr. Reed. You might tell Gunnigan that I haven't changed my policy. I want to keep hammering at the parole racket. You tell Gunnigan what I said still goes. Hi, Mr. Reed. Hello, Sam. My car been brought around yet? Oh, no, sir. Not yet. Oh, Mr. Reed. Hey, who's that? Who called me? Oh, I don't know. You, Mr. Reed. Oh, there she is across the street. That girl in the gray suit. Ah, neat trick, eh, Mr. Reed? I suppose I'll have to wait up. Hey, look out there! Hey, look out! Get back on the curb! <laughs> Holy smoke, she's hit hard! Get that car! Get the number! The Tom and Tom and How did it happen? Get that car! Keep back, all of you. <coughs> Let me through, please. Don't try to touch her. Don't anyone move her. Oh, gosh, Mr. Reed. Sam, go into the lobby of the Jarvis building and call an ambulance. You're right, Mr. Reed. Mr. Take it easy. Lie perfectly still. We're going to get help for you. No. No use. Listen. Something to tell you. I keep back. Keep back. Mr. Reed knows what he's doing. Come down. Listen. I... I was killed because of what I knew. What do you mean? Closer. Then closer. Yes? Waddles. Jarvis. Tonight. Waddle's pain to get letter. What's that? Jarvis house tonight at ten. Letter for Joe Carter. I let me through that. Let me through. I tell you, I'm John Q. Jarvis. I saw that accident. Oh, you're here, eh, Reed? Yes, Jarvis. I was the first to reach this young lady. Saw the whole thing. Saw the whole thing from my window. That driver must be caught. Get and run, fine thing. Streets aren't safe anymore. You know this young lady? Know her? Yes, of course I do. She worked for me. How uh, how badly is she hurt? She's dead. No, you don't say. 
did she say any, uh, did she uh, make any, any request? I mean, uh, was she able to talk? I guess she was killed just about instantly. Brett Reed's valet Cato, the only living man who knew that the young publisher was also the Green Hornet, was surprised when Brett came into his luxurious apartment early in the afternoon. He was even more surprised at Brett's intense manner. What is it, Mr. Brett? Cato, we have a lot to do this afternoon. I have some information about Jarvis. There's an outside chance that we can expose him and his lawyer friend. How is that, Mr. Britt? There's to be a payoff tonight. Jarvis is going to collect in cash for a letter he's giving Henry Wattles. It's exactly as I intimated in the Sentinel. You will tell police? Oh, those two crooks would deny everything. They've got to be caught flat-footed. Do you have plans? Ask Cato, I have. I don't know how they'll work out, but it's worth a try. Let me get that ring out of the secret compartment here in my desk. Oh, you like ring I made. I owe my life to it, Cato. Don't forget that. Oh, yes, sir. Ah, here we are. You made this in your workshop, didn't you? Yes, sir. Cato, is there any of the material left? Why, yes, Mr. Britt. Why you ask? Because I want one more ring like this one. You'll have to work fast. I'm going to need it tonight. Now, you might make this receptacle beneath the cover a little deeper, because I'm going to have a message in there. And be sure the cover carries the same emblem of the Green Hornet. Meanwhile, Cato, you call the office and talk to Axford. Well, what shall I say? I'll tell you, Cato. And be sure you say exactly what I tell you. Axford doesn't know it, but he's going to be busy tonight. He's going to help the Green Hornet. continue our story in just a moment. Attention, please. It's here now. Right now, the Betty Crocker cereal tray offers you one of the most amazing rings we've ever seen. It's the official Green Hornet ring. It's the official Green Hornet ring. It's a secret night signaling ring. A wonderful ring for every boy and girl in America. Yes, a secret night signaling ring. You can use it to send secret messages to your friends at night. The darker the night, the better it works. The way it works is terrific. It uses no batteries, no wires, no bulbs of any kind. Yet shimmering light waves shine from the secret signal radiator in a mysterious, clearly visible, bluish-white glow. The signal radiator of this ring is something sensationally new. It's powerful, new, luminous plastic. Over this amazing secret signal radiator is a swinging shutter, so you can make up a code of your own to send secret messages. For instance, one long flash followed by one short flash might mean danger, don't move. We honestly believe this is the most remarkable ring ever offered on any radio program. It's not a copy or an imitation. It's exactly like the ring worn by the Green Hornet and Cato in the Green Hornet stories. It even has the official seal of the Green Hornet embossed on top. By pressing this seal against paper or other soft material, you can leave the famous identification mark of the Green Hornet himself. What a ring! It's made of smooth, shining metal. Not real gold, of course, but it's beautifully golden in color. And it has an adjustable band to fit any boy's or girl's finger. And listen to this smashing surprise. 
As far as we know, this is the very first ring of its kind in all history to have a secret money compartment. Believe it or not, a secret money compartment. Big enough to hold a nickel or a dime. Or, if you wish, you can use the secret compartment for hiding secret messages, codes or passwords, or even small pictures. Get yours right away. While they last, get this official Green Hornet ring. Remember, it's a secret night signaling ring. It has the official seal of the Green Hornet on top. And it has a concealed secret money compartment. Here's how you get this wonderful ring. Just get the Betty Crocker cereal tray. That's the swell assortment of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks, all in one handy carton. Cut out the words Model City, just the words Model City, which you'll see on the Betty Crocker cereal tray, and send at once. Enclose only 15 cents in coin. No stamps, please. That's only 15 cents and your name and address. And send today to the Green Hornet, Box 230, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's the Green Hornet, Box 230, Box 230, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now back to our story. It was mid-afternoon when Britt Reed returned to his office, much to the surprise of Miss Case. Axford was with her. Oh, golly, Mr. Reed, I just told Axford you wouldn't be back this afternoon. Reed, I got to see you. Oh, Axford, what for? You get right into your office. It's private and confidential. What? But Miss Case is it's the only one... It's too special for even her to hear. Now get in there and I'm not fooling. Well, how do you like that? Axford, this had better be good. It is, by golly. Cato called a little while before you came in and he talked to me. Oh, how nice. Don't you make light of this. He said he was worried on account of you acting on what you were told with the dying breath of that girl from Jarvis' place. Cato, worried? What did that girl tell you? Axford, the story is that she died without speaking. She mumbled and whispered, but you were the only one that was close enough to hear her. Well, what makes you think I heard anything coherent? I'm telling you, it's on account of what Cato said. What was that? Answer yes or no. Did she tell you that the Green Hornet was likely to be making a secret call in Wattles tonight? Oh, Axford, what an idea. That don't answer yes or no. Well, that's as close to an answer as you'll get. All right, then. All right, by golly. That means that she did. And you figured to sneak out tonight and try to nail the Green Hornet single-handed. <laughs> oh, that wild imagination of yours. If you want to know my plans for the evening, I'm dating Miss Yvonne Hunter Calhoun. Oh, yeah, eh? You don't believe me? Reed, I'm warning you. Don't try to put anything over on me. Don't do it. Because if you do, by golly, I'll catch you at it. That's all I've got to say. Where are you going now? The cop's headquarters. I got something to take up with my friend, Sergeant Burke. <laughs> at dinner that evening, Brick Reed talked about his date with Yvonne Hunter Calhoun. Axford nodded with a knowing grin. Brett left the apartment early, but he didn't go far. He waited at the corner until Axford drove away, and then he hurried back. Now, Cato, we'll work fast. Well, here are Green Hornet rings, Mr. Britt. Your own and one other. Good. I have a little note to fit beneath the cover of the extra one. Well, mask and gun are also ready. All right, then we'll get going. You think Axford will watch home Mr. Waddles? Of course he will. Right now he's on his way to police headquarters to pick up his pal Burke.
car of the Green Hornet was stopped not far from the home of John Q. Jarvis. There, Brett Reed and Cato waited in the darkness, watching the front door of the Jarvis home. They saw a messenger arrive. Delivering the money, Cato, picking up the letter. We'll wait until he's gone, and then we'll act. Thank you. Thank you very much. And be sure to say that this envelope is delivered to Mr. Waddles immediately. Good night. Mm-hmm. I hated to write another letter, but... After all, $10,000 is not to be sneezed at. And make sure it's all here. I'll put it in my safe in the den. $1,500. Two thousand five, three thousand five. <laughs> no light in the den. I thought I'd left one. Hello, Jarvis. What? You? That mask? I'll take that money. Put that gun down. Glad to. Now that I know you're not going to make any sudden moves. Where did you come from? What are you doing here? I came from the outside through that window, and I'm here to collect. It's too much money to be lying around loose. Give it here. No, I'll show you why you... You'll not get out as easily as you got in. The two struggled frantically in an effort to get the upper hand. Jarvis didn't know that this was part of the Green Hornet's plan. He didn't know that the athletic figure made sure that a ring slid from his finger and fell to the floor during the struggles. More nerve than I thought, Jarvis, but you won't hold me. Here. That'll hold you. You come back. Come back with that money. Oh, my chin. I nearly had him. The nerve of him. I, I wonder why he didn't shoot me. He had a chance. I... Hello, what says? A ring. Well, the green hornet's ring, eh? Curious thing. I... Well, what do you know about this? The metallic cover of the ring had slid partly to the side. And in the space beneath, Jarvis found a bit of thin paper folded small. There were but a few words in the paper, but they were sufficient to bring a flush of anger to the face of the influential man. That dirty double cross it. Well, we'll see about this. We'll see about this right away. I'll get out here, Cato, and walk to the garage for my convertible. Yes, Mr. Britt. Oh, hand me that envelope. I'll drop it in the mailbox. An anonymous contribution to the orphan asylum. 10000 will help a lot. Yes, sir. From now on, Cato, the success of the Hornets' plan depends on Axford. You put the black beauty away and go to bed. Have a date with Yvonne Hunter Calhoun. Don't wait up for me, Cato. I'll be late. Coming. Jarvis. Surprised to see me, eh, Waffles? Well, rather. Will you come in? You bet I'll come in. What's the matter with you, Jarvis? Did you receive the letter you wanted? Yes. Come into the library. 
Where is the letter? It's in my desk right over here. I intended to take it to my office in the morning. Very interesting. See here, Jarvis, what's eating you anyway? If you have a chip on your shoulder, you better speak up. To the tune of $10,000, eh, Waddles? You're in league with the Green Hornet. Well, of all... Don't deny it. He lost this ring in my home. Your orders were inside. Uh, My orders? What, What do you mean? This note. Watch until you see messenger leave Jay's home. Then pick up ten grand. Signed, W. That message was inside the ring. No, liar. What? Put down that gun. Give me back that letter I wrote. But I haven't got your money. Pretty smart, Waddles. Pay me $10,000 for a letter, then send the Green Hornet to get it back. Now, where's that letter? You're the one that's trying to pull a fast one, Jarvis. You got your $10,000, and I propose to keep the letter you wrote. You forget that I am holding a gun. Jarvis... I've left a message. If anything happens to me, the truth about you will be known. Including the name of the man you hired to run down Doris Melvin. Why, you... Give me that gun, you fool! Give it to me! Come to the way, Axford. Break it up, you two. Grab him, Bert, the spalpeed! Hey, what's this? Police! Let go of me! Not on your life, you spalpeed! Take your hands off me! Let me go, do you hear? Take it easy, Waddles. There'll be no more shooting. Get back to hell. Now be standing still. Ted, you go into that desk. See if you can find the letter these two were speaking about. I sure will, Burke. What's the meaning of this? Where did you come from? Waddles, me and Burke heard you two. So, you're paying Jarvis for letters that'll help get crooks paroled. Hey, here's a letter signed by Jarvis. Good. Listen to this. I've known this young man for a number of years and feel confident that he has been a victim of bad companions. Oh-ho! Save uh... the rest. That'll make good reading for the district attorney. By golly, it'll make good reading in the Daily Sentinel. Let me at that phone. Axford, you still up? Yeah. I waited to tell you. By golly, Reed, you smell like a beauty parlor or something. Yes, Ivan always has the most exotic perfume. Said you did have a date. Of course. Oh, golly, I mistrusted you. You thought I was going to try to capture the Green Hornet at Henry Wattle's place. I told you that was just a wild goose chase. Yeah, maybe it was and maybe it wasn't. What do you mean? Well, Reed, I... That is, me and Burke went Oh, no, you didn't. We did. We waited outside the window real quiet-like with a couple of other cops standing around in case the Hornet did show up. And, of course, he didn't. No, but Reed, the girl was partly right. She got the wrong house, that's all. What? Yeah. The Hornet went to Jarvis' house instead of Waddle's. And he stole $10,000 that Waddle's had paid to Jarvis for a bribe. Bribe? I'm telling you. Jarvis came to Waddle's place and they got to accusing each other of double-crossing. Oh, golly, we got witnesses and everything. What you said in the Sentinel was right. And read, on top of everything else, we found out that Doris Melvin was murdered. Murdered? That she was. Waddle's and Jarvis saw that the game was up. And each one told all he knew about the other. The cops have got the name of the guy that Jarvis hired to run down the girl. Did happen before morning. Fine. Yes, sir, Reed. Me and Burke got the goods to smash the parole racket. Yeah, but, Axford, where does the Green Hornet come into the picture? Well, we don't know that, Reed. That's the funny part of it. He got into the picture all right enough and got out with $10,000. But neither Jarvis nor Waters do a blame thing did it lead us to the Green Hornet. Thank <laughs> you.
attorney indicted him for road racket, $10,000 bribe missing, Green Hornet implicated. Read all about it, Green Hornet still at large, Central Remember, send today for your official Green Hornet ring. Send only 15 cents in coin, no stamps, please, your name and address, and the words Model City, cut from the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Mail your letter at once to The Green Hornet, Box 230, Minneapolis, Minnesota. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. <laughs> It's a feather in your cap to wear a red feather because that red feather means you're a good neighbor. You've given to your community chest. The call for help comes only once a year, yet this friendly service day after day, month after month, makes your community a better place to live. Actually, nearly half the families in your town benefit directly from red feather aid. The others all benefit indirectly. So give generously when the community chest calls on you. Remember, everybody benefits, everybody gives. Be with us again next week at this same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.